Adam Crowley Show. I've never felt so alive until now. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. The Mountaineers were never better than Villanova. But I convinced myself over a week of thinking that they could beat that team. The Steelers don't beat the Patriots. You just think all week that they might. The Pirates aren't going to contend for a wild card spot. That's just your Hope Springs eternal senses going off. West Virginia was never going to beat Nova. And I did what all sports fans do. I made myself believe. Shame on me. 13-9. Every damn game against Kansas. Last year in the Sweet 16. It's always next year in Jerusalem. I hate myself. Hope is the worst thing about sports. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. Sidney Crosby is coming out. Uh, Breaking out. He's breaking out. The Penguins are playing great hockey. They allowed 45 shots on goal yesterday to the Philadelphia Flyers. Spoiler alert, the Flyers aren't good. Penguins' defense is jumping in on every play. They're giving up too many odd man rushes. The puck management has been dreadful at times. And we saw the trailer score a couple of goals for Philly on Sunday. Still, I'm worried about the Penguins. The reasons are many. Matt Murray was playing his best hockey before his concussion. He'll come around. He's got a career 928 save percentage in the playoffs. He'll be that guy again. Derek Broussard, he's got points in six straight games. He's got things figured out. Brian Russ can play and win on either of the top two lines, and he can contribute. Malkin's MVP place hasn't really slowed. But the biggest reason for optimism, baby, is that the captain has regained his goal-scoring form. He's making plays, too. He's come out, baby! Sid's got a goal and an assist in each of his last three games played. He's got that look in his eye. He's got that twinkle. That MVP-type twinkle. Twinkle. Against Montreal, he had a top-notch highlight real goal. Yesterday, he dominated the third period in overtime. His goal to start the third was vintage Sidney Crosby. Crosby's shooting percentage is going to be the lowest it's been in a full season. This just means that there's been a lot of bad luck involved. Crosby isn't just scoring now either. But he's scoring when the game's on the line. Against Montreal, 3-2 Montreal leads. Crosby bats that bad boy in. Crosby scored to open the game against New Jersey, a team the Penguins have struggled with lately. And then Sidney Crosby, yesterday, in the third period, breaks the tie, wins the game then in OT by going to Brian Rust, and 
You guys can't see me right now, but I'm sweaty. Just talking about Crosby coming back. I am sweaty. As I told Brian and Tom in our show meeting, it is now Penguins hat season. Uh, West Virginia hat season is over. I am fully on let's go Pens mode. It's worked the last two years, so don't worry about it. They'll be fine. But all I got to say is this. I'm dripping wet. Because Sidney Crosby's come out, baby. And he's playing some of the best hockey of this season. He's back, bitches. Just in time for the Stanley Cup chase. You want to say it with me, Pittsburgh? Three times in a row, this guy going to win the con Smythe. He's going to lift that cup right over his head. And I'm going to be dripping with sweat. That sound you hear? That's the rest of the Eastern Conference quaking in their boots. Philadelphia is thinking, oh no, please. We don't want another. Not again. Not in the first round. Columbus might have the greatest hockey player to have ever played in Colt. And even they don't want a part of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Washington, oh, no way. And New Jersey, 3-0 against Pittsburgh this year. That's before Sidney Crosby busted at. He's back. The Pens are back. They'll be fine. All I heard on Sports Talk Radio today was doom and gloom. The Penguins aren't playing that well. They're turning pucks over. The defense isn't jumping in on the play correctly. Who gives a rip? This guy's back. Why is anybody worried? Why is anybody worried? Penguins are 7-2-2, two two, by the way, in their last 11 games. They're collapsing. They're not playing good hockey. They're not ready for the playoffs. God loves Stan Savard. In fact, we should try to hook him up with Sister Jean. We'll make a phone call later on in the show. God love him. But on his Penguins report, he's talking about all the things the Penguins have done poorly. Spoiler alert. Last year, final 10 games. Penguins lost the first four of those final 10. And they still went on to win the Stanley Cup. They're going to be fun. As long as Sidney Crosby continues to play the way that Sidney Crosby has been playing over these last six games, the Eastern Conference, quaking, scurred. Oh, we're Tampa Bay. We've been great all year long. Yeah, you don't have Sidney Crosby. Nikita Kucherov. Mm, he's back. Boston Bruins, they're playing good hockey. <laughs> they don't have that guy. They don't. No, they don't even have Malkin. They don't even have Kessel. Toronto. We got Austin Matthews. Yeah, but Sidney Crosby, he's come out, baby. He's playing good hockey again, baby. 11%. That's a shooting percentage. And bad luck. He'll be fine. He is fine. He's back. And the Penguins are back, too. 412 
tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. It is my goal that everyone listening to this show today has that song stuck in their head for the rest of forever. I know we do. Yeah, we do. Penguins didn't play all that well yesterday, but guess what? Crosby's the eraser. I talk about it all the time with Matt Murray. Matt Murray's the eraser. Well, Sidney Crosby's the eraser. Actually, Tim Ben stole that. Put that in his column on the trip. He said Crosby's the eraser. But I originally made Murray the eraser, so Crosby can't be the eraser. And if he is the eraser, that's fine, but give me the credit. Crosby's an eraser. Murray's an eraser. Really, they're all erasers. Malkin, Kessel. They're just good. The Penguins are good. Breathe. Everyone breathe. Breathe. Jesse Marshall will be joining us coming up in about 12 minutes here on the Crowley Show to discuss Sidney Crosby being back. The Flyers suck, by the way. I mean, they suck. They are 38-38 and 38 if you take the loser point out. That is the epitome of average. The Penguins are back-to-back Stanley Cup champs. They should not be fearful of any playoff matchup. That doesn't mean I can't be, though. The Devils are 3-0 against the Penguins this year. Their speed's given Pittsburgh some problems. The Pens could certainly buck that trend and beat the Devils in round one, but I'd rather that opportunity never present itself. The Blue Jackets, buoyed by the greatest defenseman of all time, Ian Cole, have won nine of the last ten games. They're hot! The best matchup for the Pittsburgh Penguins is Philadelphia. Pittsburgh swept Philly for only the second time in their franchise history. Grip that for a second. I know I have. The Pens scored five goals in each of the four games against their cross-state rivals. If you take out the loser point, again, Philadelphia, 38-38 and 38 on the season. They're not good. They're average. That's why the Flyers' comeback on Sunday actually didn't bother me one bit. The Penguins, as of Monday morning, and still now, I suppose, I wrote this in a blog, full disclosure, ESPNPGH.com. They're in second place in the Metro. They're three points up on Philly and Columbus. If Pittsburgh were to stay in the second slot, their opponent would be the team that occupies the third slot. So right now, that's the Flyers and the Jackets. They're tied for third. Penguins fans should hope that Ian Cole continues to be the greatest player in hockey history. False. They should hope that he stops being the greatest hockey player in hockey history. They should hope that the Jackets fall off a bit and that the Flyers hang around in third place. That would give the Penguins a nice head start on trying to win their third title in three years. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. And if you're into hockey porn... Which of Crosby's weekend goals got you more titillated? Because I'm all aboard the get the hell off me Sean Couturier train. Don't you just love the way that Crosby uses his free hand? Those thick legs. That huge ass. Hey, Couturier. You're a pretty good defensive center, aren't you? Not today. That's the one that I like the best. And Peter Mrazek, you want to give another reason why the Philadelphia Flyers stink? Their goaltending is putrid. He kept 
shuffling to his right, shuffling to his right, shuffling to his right, and Sidney Crosby had half the damn net to shoot out. What are you doing, Peter Mrazek? You stink! The Flyers stink! Play him in round one. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. As I mentioned, coming up in about eight minutes, we got my dude, Jesse Marshall, at 520, Dale Lolly from DKPittsburghSports.com. He'll be joining to talk about the Steelers as he's out at the NFL owners' meetings. Kevin Colbert, how about this, said that the Steelers could pick up the fifth-year option on Bud Dupree, but they haven't decided what to do yet because Dupree hasn't scratched the surface yet of his potential. <gasps> We've got content. How about that? Steelers content. Kevin Colbert giving it to us. Hot and heavy. Who wants to dissect whether or not the Steelers should give the fifth-year option to Bud Dupree? Tom, I know that this is right up your alley. Uh, they should most definitely give the fifth-year option to Bud Dupree. I don't know about that. Great counterpoint. Bud Dupree, whether or not they give him the fifth-year option, will still be a Steeler this year. I'd like to see what he can do. I'd like to see if he's worth the money that the Steelers will be putting out there for him, as opposed to not being worth the money. How about that? Bud Dupree has not lived up to the hype. I will say this, though. He's not the bust that some people want to make him out to be. He's no Jarvis Jones. Absolutely not. And I'm happy that you jumped in with that point, because it sounds better to have two people talking about it, not just one. He's not Jarvis Jones. He's not quite Jason Worlds yet either, but he is a fairly adequate run defender. We saw him end Matt Moore a couple of years ago in the playoffs. The ability's there. I say the Steelers are doing the right thing. Got to wait and see. 4129222874. John Ledger, friend of the program, friend in real life, he says the Steelers are going to meet with Darius Geis. He's the projected first-round running back from LSU. Steelers should absolutely not draft a running back in the first round or the second round. Neither round. Last year, the two best running backs who came out in the draft were third-round picks. You had Alvin Kamara, and you had Kareem Hunt. Steelers don't need to go all-in on finding Le'Veon Bell's replacement in the first round and jeopardize the success of this year's football team. Also, according to some out there, the Steelers have considered yanking the franchise tag from Le'Veon Bell. That is asinine. That's not going to happen. It doesn't even make any sense. Free agency's dried up. If the Steelers were to yank the franchise tag, sure, that opens up a lot of money, but then there's no one to spend it on. So whoever is tweeting that, and a lot of media members are, doesn't understand the economics of football, and it's just not going to happen. Sidney Crosby's back, though. 6-3, and three, baby! A goal and an assist in each of his last three games, and I am hot for some Sidney Crosby. Jesse Marshall discusses from The Athletic. Next, it's the Crowley Show.
Penguins beat the Flyers. I don't care if it was ugly. I don't care how it happened. They beat the Flyers. That's the only thing to me that does matter. Sweeping them for the second time in series history. It feels good. F them. F Giroux. F all of them. F the city. Screw them. I hate the Flyers. Now I hate Villanova. The Eagles are world champs. Not enough bad things can happen to that city. Freudian slip. Jesse Marshall from The Athletic joins me now on the show. Marsh Daddy, hello. Hello. Don't know what the hell that is, Marsh Daddy, but... Yeah. Uh, it just, just came to me. What's going on? Nothing. Uh, and you're right. It is, it is a season for celebration. Uh, the sweep of Philadelphia complete. Everybody can uh, sleep a little bit easier until uh, Tuesday night anyway. Yeah, it absolutely does not matter how it gets done as far as I'm concerned. Even at this critical juncture of the season, Jesse, uh, I just wanted to see the Penguins beat Philly. If they want to fine-tune their game moving forward, that's great. It just needed to happen yesterday. They'd get that win. Yeah, and I think the last time, uh, it, well, you got to remember, too, I, I, there's a history to this rivalry, obviously. You know, the Penguins went, I don't even know how many games it was. Where not, they, they had an obscene losing streak at the spectrum mm-hmm. uh, through the late 80s and the early 90s uh, that was just absolutely outrageous. So anytime you have the ability to pay them back for that, uh, it is great. It at least sets that franchise uh, win-loss record against each other, uh, offsets it a little bit from that horrendous win streak or, win- or loss streak that they won on Active Spectrum. But it also sets a precedent that you know if we meet, if you know that they meet in the playoffs, uh, it plants that seed of doubt for Philadelphia. Now, it's like, how are we going to uh, manage to beat this team and prevent them from scoring less than five goals against us? Jesse Marshall of the Athletic. Marsh Dog joining me here on the Crowley Show. Sidney Crosby, Jesse, has a career-low shooting percentage. But it looks like he's coming out, baby. He's back. Bad luck before? What's going on? Uh, I think that the, he all season long has talked about where he's at in his process. I know it's like sports talk these days, you know, the whole respect the process thing. Uh, but Sidney Crosby said on multiple occasions that he would start to worry about his goal totals when the scoring chances stop coming. Uh, and he said that's how he judges his own game. He goes, if the chances are there, sometimes they, do, they go in, sometimes they don't. All you can do is just make sure that you're continuing to generate the chances. And eventually, uh, you know, he didn't say this, but the law of averages end up working out in your favor. So I, I think for him, it's just been about staying the course. I think he's been great this year in terms of how he's generated shot quality shot opportunities and scoring chances. He set up some grade A, absolutely unbelievable no-look passes this season that his line mates haven't been able to bury. Uh, he should just, period, have way more points than he does, Adam. And I don't think his point total is indicative of how he's played this season. I know a lot of people point to that and they say it's a down year for Sidney Crosby. I don't think it is. Uh, I think he's dominating the game at the level he always has. I guess there's some things that haven't gone in his favor that normally kind of fall into place for him. So uh, that being said, to your point, if you're going to start scoring goals, March is a really good time to do it. Late March in particular is a really good time to do it. Uh, so this is now another situation here where uh, if you're an opposing coach, uh, you've got Derek Broussard riding a six-game point streak. You've got Evgeny Malkin uh, as a heart, a trophy candidate, an Art Ross candidate, and now you've got Sidney Crosby waking up. What do you do? Who are you going to deploy uh, against who, and how do you manage that? Uh, that's the problem the Penguins have created the last two cup runs, and it's a problem that uh, other teams can have to answer for again this season. You concerned about the number of shots that the Penguins are giving up, Jesse? You know what's interesting? I, 
is that if you – I went back this morning and took a look at their results over the last 30 days. Uh, and I, in my mind's eye, I guess, just from an eye test perspective, I had assumed that I was going to be looking at data that was basically a disaster. Defensively speaking, uh, however you want to look at it, that's not what I found, Adam. Uh, ironically enough, in the last 30 days, the Penguins are the fifth best puck possession team in the National Hockey League. They're the third best uh, scoring chances uh, shot, or not shot share, but share of scoring chances for third best in the National Hockey League. Uh, defensively, uh, they're actually in the top five in limiting shots and scoring chances over the last 30 days. Uh, so that's pretty crazy to me. That's not what I expected to see. Uh, I kind of thought that things were going to be falling apart and you were going to find them at the bottom of the barrel, or at least the bottom third of the National Hockey League in those categories. But uh, what's really killed them, Adam, is their, is their goaltending and their shooting percentage. Their shooting percentage is still in the bottom third of the league, and their goaltending is now also in the bottom third of the league, just looking at the last 30 days. So uh, am I concerned with the amount of shots that they've let up? No. Am I concerned with some of the high-quality chances that they're surrendering? Yes. Uh, I think if they can cut out those one or two instances a game where the wheels just fall off and everybody's uh, sort of flopping around like a fish out of water, I think they're going to be okay, but... That's really where, where it's been concerning for me is that there's just one or two or three instances sometimes per game where uh, you get a lot of puck watching, you get a lot of turnovers, and they just look an absolute mess. Uh, and outside of those little shifts and those little instances, they've actually been just fine. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? Break a break of one nine. Got a 20 on a polecat in the top hat. Plucking pigeon feathers on Green Tree Road near the Big Bird. Got to keep that needle back or you'll be laying some stack. Don't want to pay that troll toll. It's the Smoker Report. You see a Miss Piggy, Mama Bear, Papa Bear, Bear in the Bushes, or a Bear in the Air? Give us a holler and we'll get you home without that extra freight. 412-922-2874. And you always remember, keep your shiny side up and your skin's on the ground. Jesse, why have those instances of giving up those big-time scoring chances been happening, the few a game that they've been letting up? Well, I got, Chris Letang is probably responsible for at least half of them. Yeah, good point. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think it's it's a problem of wanting to – and this is something that Mike Sullivan's consistently said, and now it's something that the players are starting to parrot a little bit. We're trying to outscore the other team and not outplay them. Mm. So I think when the idea behind – your defensive approach is to take the puck to create offense and not to just simply play defense. You end up in these situations where guys, again, to point out Chris Letang, are making these aggressive pinches on the puck and not taking the body. And when you're focused solely on the puck and that's your, that's your one area of focus in breaking a play up, it becomes a lot easier for guys to walk around you. Uh, I think the other problem the Penguins have had is they've been coasting a little bit. When I say that, I mean coming back into the defensive zone, Adam, picking up guys that are trailing late and having an attention to detail. I think there's instances in those breakdowns where the Penguins are waiting for somebody else to do the heavy lifting, where it's almost like, ah, I'm not, you got him. I'm good. You know, you take him. Uh, you know, should I be getting this guy? It's almost like they're not on the same page. But at the same time, we, we've seen this team just flip a switch in the postseason and just go crazy. So maybe we should be expecting that again. I always thought that that was sort of an impossibility and that didn't happen in the NHL. Uh, but the Penguins last season going into the playoffs, Adam, they weren't playing very good hockey. Uh, they looked rough. 
they looked a lot worse than they do right now, mm-hmm. uh, and they won the Stanley Cup. So I think, again, maybe they're just biding their time, I guess. Maybe they know when the real hockey's about to be played, and you know they're not going to bend over backwards to break up a scoring chance in a game that ultimately might not be a, as much a consequence in the grand scheme of things. That's what I'm sensing, too. Jesse Marshall of The Athletic joining me here on the Crowley Show. Matt Murray's glove hand should be a Twitter account. Everyone's chirping him about yesterday's performance. He stopped 41 of 45 shots. He had a 911 save percentage. He had a 937 save percentage in the playoffs last year. He's got a 928 save percentage in his career. I tend to think, Jesse, if you've got a weak glove hand, you're not having a 937 save percentage in the playoffs. I've been saying that for two years. You know, if, if, if there was a glaring issue with Matt Murray's game that was as glaring as a lot of people seem to think it is, he wouldn't be in the position that he's in at all, uh, period. Uh, not to mention the fact that at, people don't want to hear this, Adam, but at the NHL level, if the scouting report on a goalie is shoot glove side, how many opportunities are you going to have in a game <laughs> to stop what you're doing and pinpoint glove side? Right. The game works way too quickly for that. And even the players have acknowledged that in the room. You know, obviously you're aware of what the scouting report is, targeting it intentionally is a whole nother thing altogether. Uh, and out of all the shots that are attempted in a hockey game, uh, you look at the 60-plus shot attempts the Penguins had yesterday, you know, what were there, 10 of them where they actually had the opportunity to sit down and pick a spot? Um, I, I, Matt Murray hasn't had the best year, but it's also well-documented what he's dealt with. Or Lawson's father, the concussion, everything else that goes into to, to his injury issues. I don't know that the guys had an ability to sit down and get into a groove. I think he was in one before he got the concussion. Yes, he was. He was yeah. the best hockey of the season. Uh, he's just got to get back to it. They have to give him as many games as possible, moving down the stretch here. And, and, and I, I, that's one area that I'm not super concerned with is goaltending. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I don't expect the Penguins to be surrendering this quality of shot in the playoffs. Uh, and moreover, uh, you know, again, we, we've seen Matt Murray get it done with the numbers that you just boasted. So, um, again, if the glove hand was something that was going to ruin his career, we would know that by now, uh, and that would be something that we would be aware of. And I don't think that's the case at all. Why the PK struggles right now, Jesse? Is it because they lost the greatest defenseman of all time? <laughs> I think you were referring to Ian Cole. Of course. Um, no, so the Penguins' penalty kill actually started to trail off right at the end of Ian Cole's tenure. Uh, and it's just kind of sort of continued on this decline. They're not allowing an egregious amount of shots. They're not allowing an egregious amount of scoring chances. I think that, that I think if there is one commonality, I think it's that they've gotten a little bit too fancy with their clearing attempts. Uh, you know, I thought I thought about this during the game yesterday when there was a penalty kill for the Flyers late in the third period, and Radko Gudis, who is not exactly the most skilled player in the history of the face of the earth was out there killing a penalty for the Flyers, and every time the puck, the puck touched his stick, it immediately left the zone. He didn't stop to pick up and look where it was going. He didn't stop to, to look for an outlet pass. He didn't stop to try to outskate somebody. He just whacked that thing across the blue line. And I think the Penguins got to get a little bit back to that. Uh, their puck management is an issue as a whole. It's especially an issue on the penalty kill. Uh, you can try to outscore other teams, and that's okay, Adam. You can't try to do it when you're shorthanded. And I think the Penguins have just been completely careless with their clearing attempts. And in situations that should be clear-cut, head down, dump this thing out, uh, lift it so high it almost hits the scoreboard, a la Larry Murphy, uh, they've been trying to do a little bit too much. Uh, I think if they can clean that up, the penalty kill is going to get back to the area that it was before. I have no doubt that they can get there. Losing Ian Cole does not turn your penalty kill from you know one of the 
at least top 10 penalty kills in the league to the worst. Uh, he is not that good uh, to have that effect on this roster. And I think as a whole, it's a team-wide funk right now. The power play is in a little bit of that same funk. They're still first in the league, and it hasn't been hit them quite as hard. Uh, but I, I, I still think we're going to see this thing rebound before it's all said and done. Derek Broussard's got points in six straight. He seems to be quite comfortable now, no? Derek Broussard is a nightmare to play against, Adam. Boys, yesterday, ever an example of that. Uh, early in that game in the first period, I talked about how he was just absolutely hounding the Flyers defensemen that were trying to outlet that puck. And that's how he's going to create goals, Adam. He's going to create goals off the back check and quickly in transition, uh, like that lob pass we saw from Connor Sherry yesterday to him. Uh, he just seems to have finally settled in. And maybe at that adjustment period for him coming out of Ottawa where they play obviously at ultra defensive one three one. Uh, maybe took a little bit longer than we all anticipated, but I think this right here is the Penguins are the player that the Penguins thought they were getting when they made that trade, uh, and that's that's just bad news. Period. Point blank. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, that I expect him to continue to find open spaces to score goals from, uh, and I think that they've aligned him in a way now in that second power play unit where he's kind of the man in the middle in the slot uh, that has those open look opportunities, finding that space to be able to rip that one timer. Uh, I, I, this, this, we've only begun to see and scratch the surface of what Derek Broussard can do. And again, when you talk about heating up at the right time, there's no better, better time to get hot than it is right now. So uh, I think for me, uh, he's definitely in the right spot. Coming up in about seven minutes, going to call back Sister Jean. So those of you who want to hear me talk to a nun, we called her earlier today, and my God, uh, things got a little weird. Uh, before we get to that, though, Devils, Capitals, Jackets, who do you want to see out of that group, Jesse, if it's not the Flyers? Because I think the Flyers would be the ideal matchup for the Penguins in round one. Capitals. Uh, I like that, it. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's my answer. I, I don't want any part of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, it would be a great playoff primer for the Penguins, but they've yet to beat them. Uh, and I don't want the Penguins, I think, going into a first-round series that could potentially be, A, a little bit on the longer side, five or you know, six, seven gamer and B is going to take a lot out of their tank. That New Jersey series would absolutely take a lot out of their tank. The Blue Jackets are playing really good. This is actually out on the exact opposite of the way things normally work for the Blue Jackets. Most of the time, they come into the playoffs right. at a slump of just absolute epic proportions. Um, you know, hockey is a weird thing. And I grew up as a kid, uh, you know, watching the Penguins make the playoffs 11 straight years from, from 89 to, to 2000. And seven of those 11 years, they beat the Capitals in the playoffs. And then now you look in the, in the Crosby and Ovechkin era, uh, and the Caps are, are 0 for 3. Uh, that's in their head. I'm sorry, it is. That, that's a thing that they've been thinking about. I mean, we read an article uh, earlier this year about how uh, Ted Leonsis has a database of missed calls that have gone against his team in playoff series against the Penguins that he is openly and willingly sharing with people and with anyone that will listen. Uh, that is, is a, uh, as much of a curse as you'll ever find in the sport. Uh, and I think with the Capitals goalie situation right now, uh, I think the Penguins could come out of that series in, in, in six games and be no worse for the wear. Really good stuff, Jesse. Always appreciate the time, man. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Adam. Marshman. Marshmallow. That's a good one. Should go with Marshmallow. He's not mellow, though. He's got the energy. Coming up next. Matt Murray's glove hand is fine. It's fine, people! And I called back Sister Jean earlier in the day. A couple times, actually. Not proud of it. But she never called me back! And my team lost because of her. It's a Crowley Show.
A lot of stuff going on on today's show, as it always is. Uh, I feel like we're always moving, never at a standstill. Things go very quickly. Sister Jean, uh, she let me down. I called her three times today. We'll get to that in a minute. We got my five-minute major coming up. Then at the top of the hour in 17 minutes, Kevin Colbert spouting off. Mike Tomlin spoke today at the NFL owners' meetings. Dale Lally will be joining us at 520. My God, my head is spinning. But before we get into all that local nonsense mumbo-jumbo, Sister Jean let me down. So I called her a bunch today. This is Sister Jean. Currently, I am unable to answer the phone. Please leave your name and your telephone number, and I will return your call as soon as possible. Thank you. After the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, hang up or press the pound key for more options. Sister Jean, Adam Crowley here again, ESPN Pittsburgh, 412-922-2874. He didn't call me back the other day, and I get it. You're busy. You got Loyola Chicago. They're in the Final Four, and your time's been taken up. So you don't want to talk to me. But Sister Jean, I just got to say, you let me down. You let the Mountaineers down. And I knew it was a Hail Mary for you to pray for my squad, for those prayers to get to almost heaven. But I don't think he even tried. He didn't try to call me, certainly. And if you didn't try to call me, then I'm guessing you didn't even try to pray for him. And it just doesn't seem like a very Catholic thing to do. Anyway, give me a call, 412-922-2874. And maybe we can work something out for next year. All right. Thanks, Sister Jean. This is Sister Jean. You know what, Sister Jean? I'm starting to get a little fed up here. I've left you two messages. Adam Crowley here, ESPN Pittsburgh, 412-922-2874. And you're not getting back to me. And frankly, I said it was not Catholic-like the first time around. Well, you know what? In fact, it's not Christian-like at all. In fact, I don't even know what faith it is that you proclaim to be a part of, but it doesn't seem like they're very nice people. You know what, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm taking it out on you. Really, I should be calling the Villanova nuns. Oh, they don't have any. Because they sided with the devil. I'm sorry, this isn't This isn't about you. I love you. We'll talk about next year later. Just 412-922-2874. Goodbye. This is Sister Jean. Now listen here, you f***ing Adam Crowley, ESPN Pittsburgh, 412-922-2874. I'm getting sick of your shit here. Uh, it's three times I've called you and no messages back, no text, nothing. You didn't even tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. It's just I'm fed up with your nonsense and your, oh, selfish ways, let's call them. All these kids are going out there playing basketball and your bitch ass is making all the money. Oh, I'm going to get my license. Yeah, well, you should have learned to drive a long time ago, you old bag. And what's that thing that's on your lip anyhow? Sister Jean. Disgusting. Ah, I'm sorry. You know what? No, I'm not. You're going to hell. Selfish. Goodbye. My God, Crowley. I thought that went well. Mm. Wow. I need to back up in studio just in case. There's not a a cloud in the sky, so there could be lightning, though. Look, I'm just saying, call me back. I don't think I was out of line there. No. I don't think so. No, not at all. No, in fact, I mean, she deserves it. Sister Jean deserves it because now they're going to license her? 
going to be able to sell Sister Jean shirts and Sister Jean jerseys and Sister Jean bras and pants. Sorry. They're going to be able to sell all kinds of Sister Jean bobbleheads and stuff. So they're going to make money off of Sister Jean. Sister Jean, I think, is going to make money. And the kids aren't going to make any money. It's not even about her. Like, they need to be talking about the fact that this is the best team maybe still alive in the tournament. That's right. I believe that. Loyola Chicago, best team still alive because Virginia was supposed to be the team, right? This team plays exactly like Virginia. They play the pack line defense. They play very slowly. It might as well be Virginia in the title game. I'm in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, just a thought. And, I'm and just... then they're going to make money off of the of a her? And they're making money off the kids? But the kids don't get any money? Sister Jean's 98 years old. How much longer is she going to need money for? I mean, hopefully the money goes to charity. If it goes to charity, I'm fine. But Sister Jean. So a little random thought here, Crowley, that I had. Uh, is there some sort of NCAA violation here? Is a prayer an improper benefit? I think it is. We didn't get any fairy dust sprinkled on West Virginia. I think they ought to look into that. They get to cut through the easiest damn bracket. Meanwhile, West Virginia's got to play Villanova right away. It's because of God. I told you I believe in God now. I didn't before Sister Jean came around, so that's a feather in her cap. Damn, I just keep giving her things to be happy about. And God's on their side, and we didn't get any of it for Dub V. Bob Huggins has never gotten any. Kenny Martin goes down. Last year, the tall white kid went down. Probably would have beat Gonzaga had he not. This year, they're sick in the middle of the season. they got to fly everywhere. And Bob Huggins' heart sucks. <sighs> you all right, buddy? It's time to get pucked up with some of the best damn hockey talk on the planet. You go to the box, you know, uh, you feel shame, you know. And then you get free. This is the 5-Minute Major with Adam Crowley. Penguins are allowing 33.6 shots against over the last six games. That is bad. If Sister Jean were in net, though, none of them would go in. The Penguins' penalty kill has been bad since the trade of Ian Cole. It would be 100% if Sister Jean were coaching it. Penguins are 7-2-2 in their last 11 games. Would be 11-0-0 if Sister Jean were the captain. Penguins swept the Flyers for the second time in franchise history. Oh, yeah, and by the way, Sidney Crosby. He's doing Sidney Crosby things again. Woo! He's got six points in his last three games. Derek Broussard's got six points in his six straight games. That's wrong. He's got a point in six straight games. Matt Murray, he said that he himself was average against the New Jersey Devils. He was okay yesterday. He needed to glove the puck on the Flyers' game-tying goal. He didn't. Many on Twitter barked about Matt Murray's glove being bad. While it might be his biggest weakness, you don't win the Stanley Cup twice if you've got a bad glove. You just don't. Everyone's screaming and yelling and shouting about the fact that Matt Murray's not a great goaltender because he's got a bad glove hand. Well, guess what? Matt Murray had a 937 save percentage in 11 postseason games last year. Did he not have a bad glove then? 
How about a career mark in the playoffs of 928? How about a regular season save percentage last year of 924? Don't pile on Matt Murray. The guy's just coming off of a concussion. His dad died during the season. And we're going to act as though this is the Matt Murray that we're always going to see? He's going to be fine. He got into a groove prior to the concussion. He'll get into one now. And you want to know how I know that? Because I've seen it already. Two years this guy's been in the league. This is now year number three. And he's been unstoppable. Outstanding. He's been great. Sister Jean got me all frazzled. I believe that this guy is going to be a great National Hockey League goaltender. And I think he is a great National League goaltender. He'll play well in the playoffs. You just got to trust me. I don't know why you wouldn't trust me. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Nicholas does. He says, the hashtag Sister Jean money, see, she's got a damn hashtag, this woman, is going to the Loyola Ramblers Athletic Department. Per story, she receives no royalties. That's supposed to make me feel better? So the NCAA screwing over yet another innocent bystander. Exactly. Sister Jean is the reason that anybody's going to watch Loyola. Now I'm flopping back to Sister Jean team. Uh, you're telling me now that people are going to watch the Ramblers because of those kids? It's the kids who got them there, but nobody watches the Cinderella in the Final Four. It just doesn't happen. Uh, go back to when George Mason was there. The ratings were bad. Go back to when VCU was there. Ugh, ugh the ratings were bad. Loyola, though, I feel like it's going to be different. I feel like people are latching on to the Ramblers. And you want to know why? Because a Sister Jean. Sister Jean and people turn the TV on and they think they're watching Hogwarts. Gryffindor play some Quidditch. They get a little confused there. And we find out that all the money is going to the athletic department. She doesn't get any of it. That sucks. That is ridiculous. In fact, that is a microcosm of everything that's wrong with the NCAA. The kids do everything they don't get paid. The woman who's bringing the eyeballs to the TV set because she's so damn hot, she's not getting paid. And Loyola, who spends as much money as Ohio State does on lacrosse for basketball, they're now pocketing all this cash. You want to talk about who's going to hell? Maybe I got to switch allegiances back to the Gene lady. The sister. I don't know if she'll take you back on her team after that message. Yeah, man. Not going to happen. What are Christians if they're not forgiving, my friend? I mean, there's only so far you can go. I shouldn't have told her she was going to hell. That was over the line. That was over the line. <laughs> probably, shouldn't have, probably shouldn't have called her a bleeping bleep either. Wow. That's the... Maybe the worst thing we've done in the show, the way that I've talked to Sister Jean over the last. It's, it's certainly of days. the thing that I like. Worry about walking out of the studio and getting fired the most about so far. <laughs> I'm afraid to go through that door right now. I did just get texted by JD. Did you? Yeah. What do you say? Do you have an Instagram? Oh, close call. I think we're okay. I don't have an Instagram. Jokes on him. If you got one, the ratings would go up. You think so? Sure. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian's been vaping like a mother bleeper in here. I can't see anything. 
Dear God, are we in hell? Fire, brimstone. I can't. I can't tell you what color Brian's eyes are right now. Mm-hmm. There's so much vape juice in the air. You even vape, bro? Yeah, pass that bad boy over here. <laughs> Coming up next, Tom discovered something for the first time today. No, he didn't lose weight and finally see that thing. And we'll talk about Kevin Colbert at the owners' meeting. He said something that might have hinted at another position they may target in the draft. It's a Crowley show.